0: Hello and welcome to the Inner Work conversation with me, your host, Nikki Cross. With over 18 years experience in developing people, I'm here to support your personal development to help you achieve your goals, get shit done and truly thrive first in life and in business. Think of this podcast as your weekly investment in yourself to help you gain more clarity on what matters, guide you through the tough stuff, leaving you feeling empowered and reassured that you're totally not alone. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am your host Nikki Cross, and today I really want to pull the curtain back on your people-pleasing tendencies and Feel like, I've got some great examples to use in this episode today to help you to see where you might be people pleasing, what might really be behind that, and the reasons that you can't or haven't yet been able to break free from these tendencies. So, strap in because this episode, I'm going to be honest with you right from the outset, it actually might not be very pleasant to listen to. Um, and I'm not even sorry, I'm not even sorry. This, the reason I say that is because where this episode has come from, it's come from the group coaching that I've been doing inside the Thrive First Method and also the one-to-one coaching conversations I've been having with my one-to-one clients. Um, and so I've got some examples that I'm going to bring into this episode today to help you to see if your people-pleasing tendencies are coming from somewhere deeper that you may not have considered before. And what I really want to leave you with in in this episode today is I want to leave you with some tips towards the end of it of ways that you can start to unlearn and make it safe for you to stop practicing those people-pleasing tendencies because it can be really confronting when we realize why we're doing what we're doing. It can be really confronting and therefore quite hard to stop. So in this episode today, I am going to cover where does your people pleasing come from and what does it drive us to do? What does our people pleasing tendencies, what do they drive us to do? I'm going to be exploring also like the difference between true, true kindness, I'm going to call it, but that I might change my mind on the word that I use there. But true intent versus people pleasing intent. And then I'm going to finish the episode with some tips, like what you can actually practically do to actually start breaking free from your own people-pleasing tendencies, because I don't really think that what I'm about to discuss in today's episode, I haven't heard it talked about really before, Um, so let me dive in. During my coaching calls this week, Where I've been noticing people pleasing coming up, there's three examples that I want to give you. So the first example is I had a one to one client who has gone down a route and that route, she's now late 30s. And that route has seen her go down a very specific education route. So, um, you know, make certain choices in her education and then go into a industry and into a job that she's worked so, so hard to get to. And, you know, there's there's something to be said for the success, in inverted commas, that she's had, but she is deeply unfulfilled, deeply, deeply unhappy. So I'm going to cover that. The second example that I'm going to use in this episode is when we are completely at 100% capacity, we are busy to the point of our head feels like it's spinning, our, our head feels like it's going to come off our neck and even though we're at 100% capacity we are giving and giving and giving and we're checking in on other people but we're not actually we're not actually thriving at all we are we're not making any time for ourselves to thrive and um, for us to regenerate our own energy or even for our own goals in life and in business so that's the second example that i'm going to be using the third example that i'm going to be referring to in this episode is when people are behaving in unacceptable ways and we are not managing that so <clears throat> excuse me that could be an intimate partner a parent um one of your children someone on your team a boss it literally a friend it could be anyone who's behaving towards you <clears throat> let me clear my throat hang on sorry about that Um, They're behaving towards you or around you in unacceptable ways. So I was going to say negative, but I think unacceptable is a better word to use. They're behaving in unacceptable ways and you don't feel like you can do anything about it. So they're the three examples that I'm going to pull on, only because I think that at least one of them we can all relate to in some way, shape or form. And whether it's now in the past or yeah, or and also I think it's really useful to bring real life working examples that I have literally just covered in my own coaching. I think it's really useful to bring them onto the episodes so that you can see how it's playing out. If it's not in yourself, in other people, so you can spot it. And it using these examples, I think it, it, it's really going to help me in this episode explain some of the concepts that I've got to bring. So where does our people, please and tendencies come from? And what does it drive us to do? What I've noticed in the coaching calls that I've been facilitating this week is let me start with the career choice and person that I coached. What we don't recognise is, I think I mentioned in a previous episode really recently, so either episode 101, 102 or 103, and if that's not this episode, I don't really know where I'm up to. What What I started to point out was, where does our persona come from? we know why like why do you do what you do why are you why are you live in the life that you live and yeah like i get it i know that these are really deep questions but i'm bringing them up today if you are a vet let's say you're a vet and therefore we all know with vets you've had to study and really sacrifice during your study Um, for a certain amount of time. Then you've had to go into the years that you've got to practice and then you get qualified. I'm talking like I know I haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. But let's say that your family, your grandparents were vets and your parents were vets and now you're a vet. There will be something in your family that is like very proud of the lineage of um, this particular profession, this particular industry. And there will be something that makes your parents and your grandparents proud that you went down that educational route proud of the intellectual success that you can demonstrate that you've had proud that you are pursuing a certain career proud that you can say at the end of the week yeah I made progress in this particular area that is driving me forward to this career that you all approve of what I have found is many of the clients that I work with they get to a certain point in their career and they're like Yeah, I've got the accolades, I've got the salary, I've got the job title, and people around me are proud of me. But I feel deeply, deeply unfulfilled. I feel deeply unhappy and feel like I'm caught in this cage that everyone from the outside looking in, they are looking in on me with these gleaming, twinkly eyes, so proud of what I've achieved and what I'm doing. And I am to a point, I don't feel happy. And I don't know what to do, and I can't tell you the amount of people that I work with who get themselves into that into that position. And what you're going to hear in this episode is one of the things, one of the tips that I'm going to be giving you at the end. So I'm just going to pre the episode with this now. It requires us to build a relationship with ourselves, whereby we're not seeking external validation from others. And when we start to build that safety, and I'm going to talk about that in this episode. What you'll start to find is you can start being honest with yourself, so when people get on coaching calls with me and they're're having these conversations, and the tears are streaming down their face, the tears are coming because they've never said these words out loud before, and the tears are coming because they're telling sort of a stranger if you like, although it doesn't feel like we're strangers, it feels like we've known each other for a lifetime. they're telling really a stranger that Actually, all of the people around them who are so proud and so happy with their achievements, it's a bit of a lie. And the life that they're living with themselves is a little bit of a lie. And that's the cage they feel trapped in. It's not that they're a vet. It's not that they've sort of sacrificed and made progress in this particular direction. That's not really what makes them cry or what makes them deeply upset. The thing that makes them deeply upset is that they're living a life that is a bit of a lie, And they don't know what to do about it. And when I say a bit of a lie, what I really, really mean is they have built this persona and this life for themselves that they now feel trapped in. And it's not like they don't know what to do as in, well, I've built up this salary and not that, not like the practical things. It's more, but if I'm not that person, who am I? Who am I? And not just for myself, like in the eyes of my parents, if I turn around to them now and say, this isn't what what I've built here, isn't actually what I want, what are they going to think of me? How are they going to react? Are they still going to be proud of me? I can tell you, like I know for a fact I've lost both of my parents and right up until my dad's dementia really took over and You know, he really didn't. It it was on a different planet. Like, what a what what joyful place to be in his little world sometimes. But even up until that point, I still was seeking his permission and validation, and I wanted him to be proud of me. And (laughs) it's pretty cruel, really, because the dementia took him to a place where. You know, if I ever mentioned that I quit my job and started my own business, he'd be like, are you fucking joking? You had a great job. What did you do that for? Um, Quite funny, really, looking back. But at the time, it was heartbreaking and I never actually knew what my mum would have thought of me having my own business because she passed before I, you know. Anyway, not about me, not about my parents. My point to you is even I still do. And still have to every single day question my own integrity with myself and I really want to position this episode from that place I am not coming to you in this episode as someone who has nailed this I am coming to I am coming to you in this episode as someone who practices self honesty practices building a safety within myself that means that i'm not looking outside of myself for validation acceptance and um, love anyone else's validation, acceptance, love, all of those things are a bonus. They're like something on top of what I already give to myself. And that is why I can be so honest with myself about what I really want in life and in business, in my relationships, in everything, because that's what I continue to be committed to build, right? So back to the example, you can find like, how does people pleasing come out? It can be in big ways, like that way you've got to a certain point in life and business and gone, shit, this isn't what I want. Why am I doing this? And we have to explore, well, could it be that you're seeking validation? Could it be that, you know, you don't want your parents to not be proud of you or, you know, that kind of thing. On the other examples, you know, where does your people pleasing tendencies come from? In group coaching this week inside the Thrive First Method, one of my clients was saying, I am at full capacity. I've got a big team. You know, some of them are off sick. I've just lost a member of staff. I've got pressure from senior leadership above me. I know that I should be delegating more. And this is what normally happens at the beginning of a coaching call someone will bring something to the table like, I think that this coaching is going to be on my ability to delegate and my ability to say no. And actually, Where we actually go in that coaching is much deeper than, oh, well, you should just be delegating and you should just be setting clearer boundaries much deeper because you and I both know there's a reason that you're not delegating. There's a reason that you're not saying no and pushing back and deferring to your future self and that reason gets uncovered through coaching because coaching is just a series of questions and all I am doing through those questions is helping unve- unveil and reveal your truth and even if your truth is uncomfortable for you to sit with or even that you know it's a lot of the time it's there's a lot of discomfort in me asking you those questions which is why i say to every single client well done for putting your hand up and wanting to be coached because Coaching is not an easy ride. Coaching is not feel good. And coaching can be challenging because we're not being honest with ourselves. And and therefore, this example, my client was at full capacity. And during that coaching call, realized that this this, um, tendency that they had to want to say yes to people and to, you know, feel like, they're putting so much energy and effort in to try and keep their head above water. And I'm talking getting up at four in the morning, waking up you know, by default at four in the morning, worrying about everything and then getting up just because they're awake to fit a few more hours of working and not saying no to people and not pushing back and letting people down and then feeling like they're getting to the end of the day and not having enough time or you know, emotional capacity or energy for the people in their life that they care about. All of these things are going on all the while, they're not thriving. They're not prioritising goals that are important to them. And so, what we explored on that coaching call was where is this coming from? And the nub of it was, it's really important to me that I I don't let people down. And when quite often on my coaching calls, I I have like <laughs> I have like a smell of what's going on. Like I <laughs> I sort of um. I can sniff out what's really happening, but I don't want to assume. So I don't want to assume and then take my coaching call down a certain road. I want to validate my assumption is correct. And as soon as I get a sentence, and that's usually all it takes when I ask questions and my client's like rambling on and then they get to the end of their ramble and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That was a, that was a load of ramble. I'm like, no, it was perfect because in that ramble, you said this sentence and that sentence revealed everything I needed to know. So, for example, in this coaching, the um client said, "You know it's just really important to me that I don't let people down, and I'm like, "Yeah, can we talk about that? Because we could talk about delegation, we could talk about boundaries, we could talk about saying no, but in that one sentence, you told me everything I needed to hear, so I've just got a few questions for you around why why do you why is it so important to you that you don't let people down and this is where i'm gonna um I'm, I'm going to slip into another part of the episode here, but then I'm going to come back. Remember I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I said, I'm going to talk about the difference between um kindness. Um, no, I tell you what, I said, didn't I? I might not call it kindness. We're not going to call it that. We're going to call it pure intent versus people-pleasing. That's what we're going to call it. So the difference between pure intent and people-pleasing is this. When my client said, um, I just... I I don't like letting people down. I need to ensure that I don't let people down. My questions were all around revealing, is that statement, is that value, is that a thing that she's trying to live out through her behaviours in life and in business that are, by the way, causing her to be completely burnt out, is that coming from pure intent or is it coming from people pleasing? Pure intent is grounded, it is confident. It is boundaryed to fuck in a very loving way. It doesn't expect anything in return. Pure intent is: I am doing this because it's what I want to do. For no other reason than because it's what I want to do. It's how I want to be. It's who I want to be. It's how I want to live. It's the actions that I want to take because, and it and it's coming from a very confident, grounded place. Yeah with not really any expectation in return people pleasing looks like kindness on the outside it looks like and it looks like pure intent on the outside you know i just don't want to let anyone down how lovely does that sound you know i just don't want to let anyone down but a lot of the time we can tell if it's people pleasing because when i ask you questions around it i'm going to hear that fundamentally the root if if the action was a flower And I was, I dug that flower up to look at the roots of it. The root of that flower would be um, fear. The roots would look like fear. Pure intent, if I dig the flower up, you know, the flower is the thing on the surface, the action that that person's taking. If I dig the flower up and it's pure intent, I'll see that in its roots. If I dig the flower up and you're people pleasing, I'm going to see that in its roots. People pleasing. It's about your inner experience. It's about when your actions are people pleasing. It it sometimes, well, it usually signifies that with this action that I'm doing, I need something in return. I need you to be proud of me. I need you to validate me. I need you to not abandon me. There's something driving the action and the, the something is normally fear. However, that fear is coming out. That's normally where the action is coming from. Right. I'm going to come back to that in a little while. Let me just explore this last example that's come up in this week's coaching. The last example was not dealing with unacceptable behaviours. So say um, say you're a leader in a business, right, and you stuff is going on in your team and people are behaving in unacceptable ways. A lot of the time, people pleasing can look like not dealing effectively or at all with those unacceptable behaviours and then justifying your reasoning why. But then, no, like coming onto a coaching call with me and being like, I know it's wrong, I know I need to deal with it, but I just don't know what to do. A lot of the time when people come with that, I actually... 90% of the time they do know what to do but they don't know how to handle what to do. So what I mean by that is they know the steps to take but they don't know how to go about them without having a complete inner meltdown or they don't they know the steps to take but they don't know how they're going to handle the outcome the response from the person and therefore what they'll present to me is but I don't know what to do which isn't true. Can you hear a lot of this episode is about honesty? Can you hear that? Like, I love that about coaching. I'm just going to go on a little tiny tangent here, entertain me, and then I'm going to come back. The, what I love about coaching, um, and I love coaching myself, is it, it because it's a series of questions, it really does help us to come back to our own honesty. And I love that about coaching because... I think that all of our own wisdom is in each of us. And what coaching does is it asks us the right questions that might be uncomfortable to answer, might be uncomfortable for us even to consider in our own minds. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, you will know that I, I ask questions. I ask you to go away and consider things that you might not have thought to consider before, or you might have heard of before, but not actually had someone verbally say to you, I'd love for you to go away and consider that. I'd love for you to go away and implement that into your life and business. I love that about coaching because I think that inside each one of us, we all have our own wisdom. We all know what is true for us. We all have, that's that's the sentence. There it is. I've been looking for it and there it is. We all have our own truth. Whatever that truth is, we all have our own truth. And what I love about coaching is it brings us back to our own truth. And I really want to be very clear about that because our own truth might not look like what we've been praised for. So I know a lot of the clients that I work with, their own truth is the opposite of what they've been praised and validated for throughout their life. So if I give you an example, um, which does link to the example that I um, I was on before, so I'm going to link it all back together now. I'm on the example, aren't I, of um, not dealing with unacceptable behaviours, so let me link it back. If all of your life you've been validated for being a lovely person, yeah, and maybe you've been brought up by a lovely mum who, you know, was very, she didn't speak a bad word about anyone and all all of these lovely, lovely things, and you've been brought up knowing that to be lovely is to be accepted. To be lovely is to be um, held in high regard, right? If I was to dig into your truth and underneath the surface, actually, you're a bit judgy. Actually, you're (laughs) deep down inside. If me and and your true spirit, your true inner world was to have a conversation, actually, you were a bit resentful or judgy or critical of people inside even if it doesn't come out right even if that's who you are inside what that therefore means is that part of yourself that is always lovely to other people that part of yourself you are making wrong when actually it's a part of you it is a part of you that you are judgy or critical or cynical or whatever it is and you're making that part of you wrong by not giving it space to healthfully play out. So what I'm not saying, by the way, here is, oh yeah, you should go around being a bitch. Like, (laughs) I don't mean that. I don't mean that you should go around being like, yeah, you over there, I judge you because of the car you drive. And yeah, you over there, you're not very good. I don't mean that you should go around being actually not nice to people. But what I do, when I say you should allow parts of yourself to play out healthfully, what I really mean there is, you know, Is there some journaling you can do and be with yourself and be with those parts of yourself? Do you ever ever hear people talk about holding space? Holding space literally means, when someone says holding space for someone, it means allowing them to express their thoughts and opinions and beliefs in that moment without trying to fix them, without holding them to that identity past the conversation. So as an example, if I'm holding space for myself... I know that anything I say in the next 10 minutes, I reserve the right to disagree with the moment after I finish that conversation with myself. So say I've just had an argument with my husband and I'm like, he's a prick, he's this, he's that, he's the other, he's da-da-da-da-da. And I'm getting all of this venom out of me. Which I do by the way I, I usually put it down in an email that never gets sent I send it to myself and then when this is real I actually do this I send it to myself and then I read over it when I've calmed down and it's a, an amazing way of getting the venom out of me because truth be told I can be harsh as a person I can be harsh and I love my husband. He's one of the people in this world that I hold in the highest regard. I never want to do anything to our relationship that would that would lose his respect or lose his trust. And I know that with my harshness in the moment, I can say things that I really don't mean. and so I have, I've developed skills and ways and tools to healthfully get my harshness out there without breaking my relationships. yeah there's an example. So can you hear that? um, What I'm essentially saying is, don't reject the parts of yourself, selves that are real, just because another um, way of being has been accepted. Like the thing I mentioned before, you know, oh, they're so lovely. But if you're always so lovely, and there's another part of yourself, a darker part of yourself that you're rejecting, you're not allowing yourself to fully be whole, are you? Not allowing yourself to fully be you. And that's people pleasing. That is people pleasing. Sometimes people pleasing isn't about actually pleasing other people. Sometimes people pleasing means living into an identity that you think is the right one to live into. It's a little bit like the career one that I mentioned earlier on, but instead of it being so tangible as a career or having a certain um, level of education, it's a way of being that maybe has been demonstrated to you throughout your childhood and held as that's the right way to be. And now, you know, you're just living into it because you think that's the right way to be, you know? And if, and, and here's the humdinger, if I'm not that way, if I don't be lovely. So in this example, someone's behaved in a way that's unacceptable. And if I actually speak my truth, and if I say, hey, do you know what? The way you behaved was unacceptable. And here are the you know, if, if you do that again, here are the consequences in my business or here are the consequences in a relationship with me. Here's, here, here was your unacceptable behavior. Here was the impact of your unacceptable behavior. And if you want to be in a relationship with me or in my business, here are the consequences if you do that unacceptable behavior again. That's just being straight with someone. That is literally just setting an expectation with them and communicating your requirements of them, right? Right. But if you think that that means you being a bitch and you have got subconscious rules that live inside your head that say, oh, but if you're a bitch, people are going to talk badly about you. Or if you're a bitch, people are going to abandon you and say, I don't want to be with you anymore. That is going to prevent you from speaking your truth. And so people pleasing can live out in those ways. So what have I covered already? Where does your people pleasing come from? What can it drive us to do? The difference between pure intent and people pleasing. So, hopefully, you're hearing already in this episode. What I want you to do, in in me bringing these examples, what I want you to be doing right now is thinking, "Oh, okay, I get it. I get it." So, there's pure intent. So, when I do something, just because I want to. So, maybe that means being generous and being generous with my time with you because I want to, or. I'm being generous with my time because I feel like I should. Let me give you another example. I know in my heart that I am an exceptional friend. I know that I'm a good friend, but I also know that I am a bit of a granny. And <laughs> and what I mean by that is, I'm not. Um, I don't share the same preferences as a lot of my friends. A lot of my friends they like to go out drinking and they like to socialize a lot and they like to be with other people a lot. And at at our age, that has been reined in a lot because a lot of my friends are now having children and getting married. And whereas I have my child at 22. So we experience different things at different ages. But I suppose the reason why I mentioned that is because It's inherent in me that I don't like to go out socialising in big groups. I don't like to go out drinking. I quite like small, intimate conversations that aren't surface level. Um, And my friends who are having babies and stuff, they're having to live my kind of lifestyle, but it's not through choice. It's through circumstance. Does that make sense? I think so. Anyway, um, I know that I'm an exceptional friend. And what I mean by that is my friends... They know that they could turn to me, and they know that at any given moment, if they said, "Nikki, I need you," I am going to be there to hold space for you, without trying to fix you, without trying to fix the situation, without holding you to the opinions that you give me in that moment. I'm going to be there, and the reason I'm going to be there is because I want to be, and I'm going to be generous with my time. I'm going to be generous with my love. I'm going to be generous with my compassion. But I can only be all of those things if I'm boundaryed as fuck. I can't be, I can't be generous with my time for you or with you if I'm leaky as fuck with my boundaries, because that, that is going to see me being a martyr. That's going to see me being like, oh, and then I have to have a conversation with this person and sort their shit out and I'm not even getting time for myself. Do you see where I'm going with this? It's like, I absolutely know that I'm a good friend because I want to be. It's pure intent, pure intent. If it was people pleasing intent, that's exactly how it would sound. It would sound like, oh, yeah. And then I had to go and fix this problem for them. And I had to have a conversation with them. And I've I've been there for this person. I've been there for that person. And I went and dropped this off for them because they didn't have the car that day. And I did all of these things. And now I haven't got any time for myself. And I'm knackered. And I haven't got any time for me. And I'm, I've got all of these things on in my own world going on. But I haven't got any moments for me to regain my own energy. That's where you can see it's people pleasing. Because actually what, what it's being deeply rooted in is I'm being there for all of these people. And the why, remember I said about the flower, if the flower is your action, what can you see in the roots of that flower? Is it pure intent? Or is it deeply rooted in a fear? If I'm not there for my friend, will they abandon me? If I'm not there for them, will they say I'm a bitch? Will they say I'm selfish? You know, what is it deeply rooted in? And for you to be able, you do not have to have this conversation with anyone but yourself. For you to be able to say, oh, I see my truth. I see who I really am. All it takes is for you to question your motives, so in any given moment, this, by the way, none of this work has to take any additional time. There is just one piece of guidance that I'm going to give before I give you the tips. And that piece of guidance is for you to do anything that I'm about to say. Any, If you to um, execute on any of the tips I'm about to share with you, please know that it's going to require you to pure, like, fully accept and love yourself through all of it. You cannot do what I'm about to advise, what I'm about to give you as tips and criticize yourself and judge yourself because all that's going to happen is you're going to reveal the truth about yourself and then you're going to, at the same time as revealing the truth about yourself, you're holding a massive stick and you're bopping yourself over the head with that stick, right? That's going to feel like shit and you're going to be layering shame on yourself, Please, please, if you're about to listen to the next however many minutes of this episode, please know none of this can be done if you are judging yourself and criticising yourself and shaming yourself for your own truth, yeah? So all it takes for you to start doing this work, for you to start knowing your truth and becoming radically honest with yourself, that's step one. Step two is living out that honesty. If you're going to do this work, the first thing that you've got to do is question your motives. But why am I doing what I'm doing? And this doesn't have to take any more time. It just has to take for some intentional thought. Sorry, my phone's just binged. I thought it was on silent. There you go. So, yeah, it just takes for you to be to for you to think intentionally and for you to steal many moments of your day um, to question why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I agreeing to what I'm agreeing to? Why am I extending my generosity in these ways? Why am I getting back to email straight away? <laughs> it takes for you, maybe while you're having a wee, or maybe while you're commuting to go and pick up the kids, or whenever it is for you, intentionally ask yourself, but why am I doing what I'm doing? That question alone can help you reveal your own honesty. Am I doing it from pure intent? Or am I doing it from people pleasing? And by the way, if it is coming from people pleasing, I want you to know that, um, hmm, how do I want to say this? Oh, no, no. Let me say it another way. If there is an expectation in return, be explicit with it. I'm going to give you an example because I don't feel like I'm being clear on this one. If you ask yourself that question, but why am I doing what I'm doing? And you get an answer. And you can see in that answer, oh, I'm doing it because I want something in return. Be fucking honest about that. So one of the things that came up in group coaching this week was uh, one of my clients said, "I we have always wanted our business, so their business, my client's a business owner, and they said, we've always wanted our business to be an uh, employer of choice, a place that people desire to go and work at, a, p- a place that people want to Go and work for, strive to be at. We've always wanted to, for our culture, for everyone to be happy, right? If that really is your intent and you want to be an employer of choice, just say it. Like literally just say it. If that is what you want and you've got an expectation in return, really be honest about that. So when you're positioning yourself as an employer in the market and you're saying, we want to be an employer of choice, we want to. Be somewhere that people want to be at, well, don't forget to be honest about it then. You know, <laughs> don't forget to say because it's a competitive market out there and we want to retain our top talent. What is wrong with that? What is wrong with being honest and saying, oh yeah, by the way, there's something in it for us. Like we want to be an employer of choice because we want to retain good people. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, notice, and this came up in the coaching, the other thing that was said you know we want all of our we want all of our people to be happy all of the time. when I questioned that in my client on group coaching I was like, oh that's interesting I, I I've never been in a workplace where high performing teams have been happy all the time. why would you want that for your people? They were like, oh shit that's people pleasing intent and where that came from for them was if everyone's happy all of the time, they can't say that we're bad, they can't say we're bad employers. They can't badmouth us. They can't um, criticise us. So that's why we want people to be happy all the time. Do you see the difference? Yeah, right. So, you know, and by the way, like where where we where we sort of alluded to in that coaching conversation was, is it, is it a healthy goal to want your staff to be happy all the time? Or is it a healthy goal to want your staff to be, um, uh, what's the words? For your stuff to be feel comfortable enough to have conversations with you when they're not happy, isn't that what we're really going for? You know. Anyway, side note. So, question your motives. Give yourself, and then give yourself what you're looking for through your own actions. That's a really important one. So, if if you're doing something and you you're like, oh shit, I've just I've just realised I'm doing that because I don't want them to reject me. I'm doing that because I don't want them to abandon me. I'm doing that because. I don't want them to be unhappy with me. What you're fearing there is someone else um, abandoning you, someone else rejecting you, someone else um, thinking bad about you. And what that essentially means is you're tying your inner safety to something external to you. That you, that you know as well as I do, that is a risky game to play because the moment that they are not happy with you, the moment that they abandon you, the moment they reject you in whatever form that comes in is the moment when you're not okay. So I want you to actively and proactively start giving yourself what you need that will usually come from you questioning your motives. So if you question your motives and be like, right, hang on, at full capacity. Why am I saying yes to everyone? Oh, well, I'm saying yes to everyone because I don't want to let anyone down. Why don't, why don't I want to let anyone down? I don't want to let anyone down because if I let them down, then they'll be upset with me. Well, can I make it, a can I grow actively? And this isn't like on a one-off basis. Can I start to give myself what I need so that I can allow others to have their own emotional experience and for me to still be okay. That is a huge lesson for us to learn. No one teaches us this shit. No one teaches us in intimate relationships or professional relationships. No one teaches us how to be okay when other people aren't okay with us. No one teaches us how to be okay in our inside world when that person over there is pissed off with us, or that person over there is chatting shit about us and spreading rumours about us, no one teaches us this shit, right? And so therefore, you can't wait for someone to come along and teach you that. You've got to take personal responsibility as an adult and personal accountability for your own inner world and support yourself. Okay, so I'm looking for everyone to be okay with me so that they're not unhappy with me so that I can be okay. Well, how can I build a world inside myself where I can be okay and then allow them to have their own experiences of me without trying to make sure that no one misunderstands me, without trying to make sure that everyone is happy with me 100% of the time? That takes for your own inner work. That takes for you to be committed to yourself on an ongoing basis. This is not one-off work, guys. And for any of you who are my clients, particularly for those of you inside the Thrive First method, this is the work. This is the work. When I'm talking about what, and what makes you thrive first, for a lot of us, it's given ourselves a little bit of space in our week to cultivate this kind of um, inner safety, this kind of inner... So as an example... One of the questions that comes up in hour one every single Monday is, and can you spot anything in your week that might cause you an obstacle in your outer or inner world? And what I'm asking my clients to do is assess their week and say, oh shit, yeah, I've got that performance management meeting with that person and I feel like I could go to shit in that. Well, give yourself more space to um, self-coach or just space to bloody relieve your nervous system before that meeting, rather than jam pack your week full and not give yourself any space. You know, this is the work, right? So let me get back to it. Otherwise, this this episode's going to be dead long. Number one, <laughs> question your motives. From that questioning your motives, you know, if you can see something that requires an expectation in return, be transparent about it with other people. Don't Don't try and hide it. You know, it will help you to stand in your own integrity. Number two, Give yourself what you're looking for th- in other people through your own actions on a small and um, ongoing basis. And you might be thinking, but how? How do I do that? Spending time with yourself is a great place to start. Spending time with your own thoughts is a great place to start. Yeah. So that could be through journaling. It, I don't know. It could, if you're like, I haven't got freaking time to journal, it could be through when you're driving down the motorway, instead of having a podcast on or an audiobook or the news on or bloody music, it could be literally sitting in the car while you're driving, having a conversation with yourself. And yeah, I do understand how batshit crazy that sounds. That is being with yourself. <laughs> it really is. Um, and then the last one is, please remember in all of this, this is not the time for self-judgment. It's not the that it's not the time for you to reveal a truth within yourself, and for you to give yourself shame about it or make yourself wrong. Right. So, if all of your life you've always been lovely, Nikki, who you know she's always there for others. Lovely, Nikki. She's always there to support others. She's you know she's so generous with their time. She's so this. She's so that. And you're inside of you. You're like, do you know what? I'm not so lovely. Like I've actually got opinions on things, and I don't share them. And I actually want you all to just fuck off sometimes because I don't want to be with anyone. Let's say that's your truth inside. The job is to learn how to love yourself on the inside. That's the job. So, the part of you who's like, yeah, you all think I'm lovely, but actually inside, I just want everyone to fuck off every now and every once in a while your job there is to be with yourself and accept and love that part of yourself so that you can create the safety to eventually say to people, do you know what? Yeah, no, I'm not going to come to that event. Oh, why are you busy? No, I just don't want to. I love you all. I just don't want to (laughs) come. That, that, right? Anyway, I think that I've given you enough examples in this episode to do something with. I really hope this episode says you. One of the things that I am learning as I am deepening my own practice as a coach is, and as a trainer as well, you know, because in my business I wear different hats. I train people, which means I give them information and concepts and ideas and tools, and I teach those tools and concepts and ideas, and I teach them to people for them to go and do something with. I'm a trainer. I'm also a coach. So that means that sometimes. I ask people questions to help them get closer to their own inner wisdom. Um, And sometimes I'm just a space holder. Sometimes, you know, the conversations that I'm having with people, um, my clients, leaders, whoever, sometimes I'm just making it okay for them to feel whatever they're feeling in that moment. And I'm not really sure that's got a title, but yeah, I do a bit of that as well. And I hope that you're hearing in all of this that you can do those things for yourself, you can be your own trainer. By identifying a skills gap for yourself and going out and finding that information on YouTube, on the internet, in books, wherever, in podcasts, you can be your own trainer. You can be your own coach by being with yourself and asking yourself the difficult questions. And you can all also be your own space holder. You can hold space for yourself, which again, for anyone who's unsure of what that means, holding space for yourself means be exactly where you are right now with yourself. Do not try to change what you're thinking, what you're feeling, how you're being, how ugly your crying face is. (laughs) Just be with yourself without making yourself wrong, right? You can be all of those things for yourself. And I'm I'm amending the episode there by letting you know that it's, it's always with myself that these practices start. And then it's always in my business that these practices get richer and deeper. And through the experience of working with others, I'm able to um, fine tune these things so that when I get to an episode like this and sharing it on the inner work conversation, very often people are like, she knows her shit. And I'm like, yeah, I know my shit because I practice it with myself and with others. And the the reason I'm explaining all of that is because I'm encouraging you that if all of this seems very far fetched and very like, whoa, this is new information to me. I've never considered this before. Can I do this for myself? The answer is yes, you can. It just takes time and practice. So please commit to that for yourself. You really do only get one life. This is not a dress rehearsal. You're living it right now. And so I want you to commit to yourself because you're not escaping you you wherever you go there you are and this is deep deep inner work and I truly believe that you're here listening to this episode for a reason so I'd be really interested to know what have you taken from this episode what are you going to do with it contact me it's contact at tlb.org.uk if and I really mean this from the bottom of my heart if you've benefited from this episode let me tell you that one of the common themes that I notice in group coaching is people come and they get coached and they're like, I'm really not sure that anyone on this coaching call is going to be able to relate to what I'm about to explain. And then in the chat, it goes off. Everyone is like, me too, me too. Oh my God, you're living inside my head. And I mentioned all of that because I want you to know If you're listening to this episode and you're like, oh, wow, that really resonated, there will be someone in your professional or your personal network that also really, really could benefit from this episode. So please share it. I really, really want you to go to Spotify or go to iTunes right now and hit share with someone who you think they need to hear this. They need to establish their own truth and find safe ways to do that. Share the episode. If you're not sure, Just put it on your stories on Instagram and tag me. Um, That helps to spread this episode far and wide and this whole podcast far and wide. And I would appreciate it if you do, because for me, the more I can get this podcast into the ear holes of those who would benefit from it, the more impact I am making. And that is my word for 2022 is impact. So I think that's everything for this episode. I'm going to wrap up here. Um, I'm so sorry it's been much, much longer than normal, but I hope you've benefited from it. Please never forget, I am always, always cheering you on. And I hope that you, in all of your self-honesty, are cheering you on too. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the earholes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.